So we've been potty training our baby since like March. And this week I had to take her with me to the car wash. And as soon as we got there, she started screaming, pee pee, pee pee, pee pee from the back seat. But you know, since COVID has started, I haven't really taken her in anywhere. And I sure as hell was not gonna take her in to a gas station bathroom. So anyways, I quickly unlocked her from her car seat and put her into the flower bed that's like right next to the vacuum area. And as soon as I did that, she got like the poop look. Not only did she need to go pee pee, but she had to go poop. At the same time, this woman comes driving out of the car wash and she shook her head at me and was wagging her finger at me. And I'm yelling at her like, yeah, yeah, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Move it along, Karen, mind your own business. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives. And at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Hey, y'all. It's Hi, My Name is Mom, and we have an episode <laughs> about Sanctumommies. If you go follow us on our socials, um, Instagram is at Hi, My Name is Mom Official. Hi, My Name is Mom Official on Facebook some weird acronym on Twitter. But if you go follow us, we are going to be sharing some of these stories that people have given us about when they have been mom shamed. And if you have a moment, please share it with us. Tag us, we'll reshare it. Because it happens so often from the moment you become pregnant. I always knew that being judged was a thing. And it's always been a huge pet peeve of mine. But I had never heard the term sanctimommy until Jen. <laughs> started yeah, talking about it. So Jen, what's a sanctimommy? All right. So a sanctimommy is exactly what it sounds like. It's a combination of the words sanctimonious and mommy. And it's someone who thinks that her opinions and the way she does things and the way she rears her children is perfect and is the only way of doing it. I love that you actually took on a different voice. You took on the <laughs> voice <laughs> of a sanctimommy. <laughs> kind of judgment I think is very common but I actually think this whole lockdown culture we're all on our phones because there's nowhere to go so we've been seeing this we we live in Nashville and there are some local Nashville moms who are also What's celebrity moms <laughs> <laughs> well I was gonna say the celebrity moms have it worse than anyone hey, because really oh, yeah. something about I feel so bad because something about someone being on another level makes people think that they have a right to judge them in a way that they wouldn't necessarily just some random mom. Well, it's like they wouldn't do it to their face, right? right. The, behind, the keyboard warrior, the person who's straight up behind a keyboard and has a ton of anonymity can say anything to Maren Morris or Sean Johnson that they want. Sanctum mommy trolls. They are sanctum yes. mommy trolls. Exactly what they are. It's <laughs> awful. I mean, yeah. What was the Maren Morris thing? She had haters. Uh, judge her for having her little boy on a float with her while she had a drink in her hand, which I will get to that later about having a drink. <laughs> drink with her. And it was just like such this cute picture of her on a float on a lake with her baby. And all these like comments started coming in about her baby not having a life jacket on. And I, and 
And before her husband released a statement and it was like the best like caption ever. And it was saying, uh, there were like 20 adults around taking this picture, watching this as we got and a, like she earned that drink or something she like earned that. that drink while we got a photo op with our baby. And I'm thinking good for you. Cause it is really hard to get a cute picture with your baby. I was, I was at the pool with Kayla today and she put Loxley on a float. Horrible. <laughs> 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 and then Sean Johnson, who an Olympian athlete. Okay, you guys, I thought this was the most ridiculous thing. I don't know Sean very well, but we have mutual friends. And if I, I like if I knew her better, I would have been like, oh, I'm sure she has plenty of people defending her. But I felt really upset for her because she was on the beach with her little girl who was, I don't know, three months old, something like that, yeah. four months old. And she just took her and so slowly flipped her over. Did like a somersault. Yeah. A top-notch gymnast who knows more about what the body can do than anybody is like maneuvering her child and she gets shamed for it. And it everybody is- said she was putting her kid in danger. I mean, my my husband has been body slamming our kids on the on the bed since they were like <laughs> basically. In the dad episode, I admit my husband body slammed your children the first time he met them. <laughs> So girls, what was your most memorable moment of having been mom shamed? Um, I feel like th- there's so many. I mean, from the nurse yelling at me for not uh, getting Loxley vaccinated in the hospital, there's that whole realm of shaming. And then uh, the most recent, I feel like it's from like the Hi, My Name is Mom platform and just opening up our lives. <laughs> Which and is really ironic considering. So because the whole point of us doing uh, this show is not so that, oh, guys, like, listen into our lives. Like, blah, blah, blah. We're so, like, fun. No, it's like, <laughs> hey, I mean, because we are, but. Um, <laughs> we're not claiming normal. to be perfect. Anybody who no. has listened to the podcast knows. No. <laughs> we're my we're not. I get a chips and dip for lunch the past two days. So yeah. file that one away and you're perfect. The whole point of this, the whole point of us even doing this is so that people know that you are not alone and you have a tribe and you know, we're going to have a glass of wine here or there, you know, we're, or four or who knows (laughs) or, or vodka, depending on the days. Um, you know, we're like our, my dogs might lick my child's face. There's just going to be things that happens. (laughs) But what I think is interesting about some of the stuff that you've gotten is I actually think it is well-intentioned people, particularly Kayla being a new mom. She has people giving their opinions. And I really do believe that most of the people who have DM'd feel like they're protecting her in some kind of way. And as existing moms, they feel like they're going like, because you've had several different people tell you like, hey, you might get judged for this or you might get judged for that. But the fact of the matter is we've been lucky enough for you to not be judged about any of those things. You've gotten the warnings about being judged, which then makes you feel judged. That's a whole other level. So Jonathan snapped a picture of me. It was a Friday afternoon. I was having a glass of wine and I had a boob out and uh, nursing Loxley on the other side. And I used it for a hi, my name is mom post because it was just one of those pictures that just was so mom life. And for me, I enjoy wine and I I've done my research and I find it safe to either have a drink right after I'm done feeding or while I'm feeding. And I know she's at the end of it. It's not going to hit her system. I know my limits. And so I posted that picture and the amount of DMs 
that I got. Well, some of them were like, yes, my girl. Like, yeah, some of them were like, oh, yes, I feel you. I feel you. And then, and then there are some that are like, hey, I'm not judging you, but from a professional standpoint, you could lose customers and business and um, people judging you, thinking you're poisoning your child. And then I just kept getting these responses and more DMs of, well, I'm not shaming you, but I'm just looking out for you. And, and I'm just like, you're telling me that your opinions think what I'm doing is wrong. <laughs> Right. Or that you're, someone else is going to think that what you're doing is wrong, which means that the opinion and the judgment is already there as well intentioned as it may be. I think the one thing that social media has really given us is a platform to see how other people live their lives. You know, because if you consider 10 years ago, this didn't exist, you know, so you really didn't have that up close and intimate you know, perspective about how people were parenting. You saw it. It was really just from the grandmas. Yeah, (laughs) it was true. The the judgment was from the grandmas. Jen's husband, Adrian, is a dad blogger and an author. And so, what, a decade ago, he became a stay-at-home dad and started blogging about their life and being very open about it. And Adrian is like a completely unfiltered person. He's hilarious. He's witty. He's direct. He's somebody that you either love his style or you're like, that's inappropriate. And I know that you guys really dealt with some interesting feedback based on putting your life out there. People have judgment and comments on absolutely everything. In our lives, it has been everything from traveling too young, ear piercing, bed sharing, nighttime routines, flossing or, you know, early or not. Oh, Jen told me, Jen the other day had her Mason six. Yeah. Six and a half. It was Mason, right? Yeah. So he was doing his own chores, cleaning up the mess he made. And then she had someone telling her that like, like acting like she was putting her kid to work and that was wrong. What did they say to you, Jen? I remember thinking- oh, just that it was like shameful that I'm making my child work. And I'm like, I'm sorry. He's almost seven. He's in first grade. He's part of a six member family and this household doesn't run itself. You have two working parents or at least working from home parents and you don't get a free ride. None of us get a free ride. We all have to be a helping hand and we all have to help each other. And that's just part of being part of- a family and not even a big family, but a family. It's, it's learning to sort of help the whole community thrive. <laughs> you should just start posing him around the house with like a toilet brush and like some rubber gloves. Oh my God. You would not believe I've been shamed for being a working mom. I've been shamed for hiring a nanny to help me. I've been shamed for putting my children, my first one in daycare so I could be a working mom. I've been shamed for being a stay-at-home mom. I've been shamed for having, you know, an MLM business on the side. There is nothing in this world I haven't been shamed for. I run a food blog and it's a healthy-ish 80-20 food blog, right? I have been shamed for feeding my kids too healthy, for not letting them have Lunchables too often. I've been shamed for not letting them ride the bus. I've been shamed for skipping the newborn vaccines and opting for vaccines later. I I have been shamed for everything under the sun, breastfeeding in public, showing the side of my boob. I cannot even tell you the amount of shame that we've had. You showed the side boob. Yeah. I um I just experienced that first time yesterday. I actually had to go um 
I had to go into a store to pick up a few things for a client and I had Loxley with me. Like I'm right now I'm a working mom with an infant. Like she's on my chest all the time and I had to nurse her while I was like shopping. And so I, I was completely covered completely. And I had my mask on and everything. And I got shamed by two people. One lady gave me a really dirty look and said, you shouldn't have that baby out in public. And I just kind of like, I was like, have a good day. And just kept walking. And the other one was this older gentleman knowing that I was breastfeeding and I was like really covered. And he gave me this look and just went, oh, and was just shaking his head at me. And I, it's so, it's so crazy. And of course he can't even see that I'm just smiling at him because I'm in this freaking mask because there's a pandemic going on. Um, but, but I'm like, I saw your eyebrows raise at me. Once people are getting their Botox again and masking, you're not going to be able to tell anyone's expression. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Botox again. <laughs> I uh, I have definitely been shamed before um, when I was living in New York and it would get so cold during the winters. And I had this thing that looked like a football that I put rat in, but it was like a big puffy snowsuit. And then he also had this thing that's kind of like a sleeping bag that goes actually on the stroller. And so all you can see is his little face. And then you have to you have to suit him up and get out of the house faster. He gets too hot. So I had him in the stroller. We do this every day. This was our routine. And he's out cold in some, I think she's like a grandma. I am just minding my business like on the street. And she stops me to go, um, <clears throat> excuse me, ma'am. I think your baby is cold. No. And I was like, the sleeping baby. <laughs> My sleeping baby is clearly very uncomfortable. And, uh, and I had one recently where I actually think that someone was very well-meaning, but I got shamed because on an Instagram post, I had popcorn and Bash came over and grabbed a piece. And I immediately, in the video, took it away from him. To, like during the video, no, no, Bashy, that's mommy's, took it out of his hands and got a couple messages about the reasons I shouldn't give my baby popcorn. And I appreciate that. Like maybe somebody doesn't realize that popcorn is one of the top choking hazards. And I was very nice about the responses and just said, you know, I'm totally aware, which is why I took the popcorn out of his hands in the video. So I'm really glad that lady doesn't um, follow me because um, I, the other day, I, so we have a routine where I give Loxley a bath. She takes a bath with me every then, night. And then you, and then she eats a bowl of popcorn. And then, I gave her, <laughs> um, no, and then I gave her to Jonathan to hold while I was getting ready for bed to nurse her. And so she was already in her jammies and everything. And anyways, the next morning I'm changing her and in her neck fold is a kernel of popcorn. Oh no. And apparently Jonathan was eating popcorn <laughs> And he was holding Loxley and it got stuck in like her neck fold and I didn't find it till the next morning. So my poor baby slept with a piece of popcorn in her neck all night. <laughs> the difference between a mom who has opinions for herself, like my kids only play with wooden toys and eat kale or whatever, which I'm pretty sure Kayla's raising her hand. She was like, but by the way, that's totally fine. Loxley's only going to play with wooden toys. Here's the thing. That's fine. Great. Only cloth diapers. Great. 100% do it. But a sanctimommy is different in that they think that that's the right way, the only way, and they have either thinly veiled or not veiled at all ways of telling other moms about how they think they need to be raising their children. The thinly veiled criticism is honestly my favorite. It's like the, the mom who thinks she's being helpful, 
by giving you this like advice, you know, <laughs> but really she's judging you like straight up judging you. I, I when you say, I, and it's the voice, I mean, really, there is a certain, <laughs> well, you know. Um, she has I, the PTA voice today. That's right. It's like the, the, like the Reese Witherspoon election voice. Uh, yes. I'm okay. trying to channel bad moms right now, actually. Oh, yeah. I love, I have such a girl crush on Mila Kunis, you guys. Yeah. yeah she's cute. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> um, it's just that interestingly, so much judgment comes from other moms. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so crazy about it is you'd think they'd have this deep level of understanding and to a large degree they do. I think the majority do. I think we've I learned that even more so from our listeners who have been just amazingly supportive. But so many times when you are getting judged, it's by someone who you'd go, like, don't you get that it's not easy? Don't you get that it's not the same for every kid? There are things that I completely disagree with. And in my head, I mom shame. Like in my head, like I'm a human being, like I will, I'll do it. But I'm thinking, you know what? I don't know their situation. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and keep, I'm going to root for them and be on their team. And you know, I feel like that's the best. That's my mentality now that I'm a mom. That's, that was not my mentality before Loxley came along. (laughs) We all accidentally judge other people all the time, but we don't necessarily find a way to say that and assert our opinion. Part of it is just not, Again, it's not knowing the struggles of other families. And when you try and be helpful, you honestly may just not have all the facts. And it makes it really feel judgmental. At the I end. love that. The bottom line of the whole sanctimony thing is you don't have all the facts. It, it's true. And the reality is there's this part of me, and I, I don't know if it's my like astrological sign. I don't know what it is, like first in the birth order. But there's this part of me that does feel like, if you have a knowledge base that other people may not have, it, the onus is on you to help them understand. And so there is this part of me that's like, help people, right? But you don't understand that, that help people is coming across as judging and it's really bad. There's also this thing where people who aren't parents shame parents. What is that, you guys? That was me. That was me. 100%. So I was- That was Kayla. That was me. I I love that that you just straight admitted that. That was- I did too, because honestly, I never knew it until you told us recently. I was like, that's so funny. You were shaming us and I had no idea. No, no, no. I actually, I I don't think I- No, wait. She kind of was because this part got edited out because we had a few sound (laughs) issues. But oh, when, when I said I thought I could do it all? Yeah. So <laughs> when we had Ka- the Kayla's back episode and she did her mom fashion, she's like, I thought I could do everything. And anybody who couldn't, like, I was just better than them. And like, how can you not get all these things done? And I was literally like, and now we know what you've thought of us all this time. <laughs> That's right. That's so good. Okay. So, okay. But she I, never said it. So she's never. not a sanctum so mommy. So she's not she a sanctum mommy. Oh, right. So Kudos. Judging us in her head. It's that. not the same Here's thing. The thing. After my first miscarriage, I wanted a child so badly that whenever I thought from the outside looking in, I saw bad parenting in my head, I would judge that person. And I would just be like, how dare you be an awful parent? I'll take your baby and love them. And it just kind of started... I don't know, snowballing down this hill for like five years to us wanting kids. I was like, 
not, and honestly, it wasn't friends. It was like going to the grocery store and seeing a parent like snap at their child. And I would just be like, oh my gosh, well, I'm never snapping at my child like that. How, how dare they? And it was just these thoughts or seeing people like complain about how tired they are from being a parent. I just wanted to say, shut up, stop complaining. Like I just, I had a lot of opinions about motherhood and parenting because I wanted it so badly that anytime someone did something that I felt wasn't good parenting, I shamed them in my head. I did. Do you know how they say, you know who like the perfect parent is? It's the one that doesn't have any kids. Absolutely. (laughs) Now that I have this perfect little baby, I actually struggle with shaming myself for the things that I felt like I shamed other people for. And my sister had a talk with me one day. I said, oh, don't worry. I just put her down for like five minutes. And then I, and then I picked her right back up and she goes, Kayla, it's okay if you're tired and you need to put her down and let her be awake in her swing for a little bit. Or if you know, you let her cry for 10 minutes, she's like, it's okay. You're not a bad mom. And all of these like ideas that I had about motherhood that I'm now learning that are just throw them in the trash because you learn as you go and you do the best you can and love your child. There is no, it's on the job training. Right. But like I, I'm finding myself shaming myself and slowly letting that go and, and telling myself, okay, Kayla, you are a good mom. You can be tired and still be a good mom. You can be fed up and still be a good mom. You can put your child on and let them cry and still be a good mom. You're, You're absolutely right. I mean, for, for me, honestly, I, and I know I've talked to you guys about this before, but for me, I was so bullied as a child in elementary school, the beginning of middle school. I didn't have very many friends. I didn't know how to be a friend. I was very like, I don't know, I was uh, like, just had no self-esteem. And so for me now being in a more public role, whether it's as, you know, Adrian's wife or, you know, as a reality TV producer and developer and like the stuff that I've done, that's a little more um, public. I, I'm very self-deprecating. Like I get to it first. I, I, I judge myself first. I'm always the first one that if I put up a photo, I have probably thought about it three or four times from 15 different angles before I put it up. And then I already know what I'm going to say if someone is like, you shouldn't be doing that. And honestly, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to live like that. For me, being, being kind of self-deprecating was my coping mechanism. Yeah. Your defense mechanism. And that's the crazy thing. So how ironic that the majority of this shaming crap comes from other moms and from ourselves. It does. And so that doesn't mean that we're saying it out loud the way, you know, this, this like term, we keep going back to the sanctum mommy, but we are so judgmental of our own actions. And that's where that mom guilt comes in. I shamed myself for having C-sections and went back and thought like, what could I have done differently? And I told you, I felt a little shamed by the pediatrician who was like, well, you know, you didn't have to do it that way, which just made me feel like crap. A big one for me when I had Sebastian was deciding not to make my own baby food. But you guys know me. I don't like to cook. Yeah, that's my thing. It's okay. Well, and it wasn't until I had Bash that I finally, I think I just got to an age where I I stopped giving myself a hard time, honestly. I just realized that I was about to have my mom, she wanted to get a gift 
for Christmas or something. And I was going to have her buy this, you know, expensive baby blender thing. And then I was like, well, the second that's in the house, I'm going to have to start prepping the food, freezing the food, thawing all those things. When the fact of the matter is the money we would have spent on that, I could go buy a bunch of those organic pureed packs and give that to my kid and my life's going to be happier and better. But I gave myself a hard time for that. And my other thing, which I know you girls feel too, and I'm pretty sure you're feeling this already, Kayla, is that moms who work, that Jen, you talked about this. (laughs) And part of what that means is that Sometimes the time with my kids is just being around them, but yeah. I see other moms. I mean, I see some of the stuff you do with your kids, Jen, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I should be more proactive about like these really creative activities or I'll call my sister and I'll be like, hey, what you doing? Like my kids are playing Legos on the floor and she's like, oh, we're painting rocks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so creative. Or she'll take my kids and get like Mentos and Coke and do like an experiment or something. Here's the thing, Corey. This the thing that you're not probably internalizing at that moment is when you see all of these pictures, and you've heard me say before that I, I consider Instagram to be like the Instagram side of life. It's like the rose-colored glasses. It's everything that people want to show and want to share. And those are the things, those are like the highlights. It's like your highlight reel. Yeah, but so, see, I've never painted rocks with my kids. <laughs> I haven't either, but that doesn't mean that you haven't done other things that are incredibly rewarding for them. You know, you probably get down on the floor and play with your kids far more than I do, but I might cook with my kids more than you do. So there's just this expectation that we all have to kind of have it together and being constantly like one-upping each other in the Pinterest part of our life. And the reality is we're all just really surviving and that's, That's the truth. Well, and the cool thing is like, is that this is the stuff that is, you know, the stuff that is helpful is like helping like friends who help you recognize that it doesn't make you a lesser mom. And that's where the shame isn't coming from anyone but me. No one's going like, well, exactly how many Pinterest crafts did you do with your kids this week? No one's doing that. No one's asking me that. You're pitting yourself against this sort of invisible tribe of women who are doing those things. And you don't know that like for me, you know, and and again, going back, you know, to Adrian, no one knows that like X, Y, or Z company paid him money to get that photo. So like that photo of me with my children creating a raised garden bed or, you know, installing like it's work. And by the way, I'm putting my children to work. So you can judge me for that, but it's, it's, it's work. Like someone's paying for that. It's part of our, it's part of our life at this point. So what you're seeing is a, is almost like an invisible competition. As much as moms get shamed, I feel like dads have it on a completely different level. The number one question that I get asked um, after, is she a good baby? It's, oh, well, how is Jonathan doing? And I want to be like, he's fine. He doesn't even do it. Like, I'm doing everything. Ask me how I'm doing. Like, he's fine. <laughs> like, dads don't judge other dads. No, they don't. No. They don't. It's not shamed in the way that they should be doing something and they're not. It's the, the, the assumption that they don't know how to do it. Right. Well, we shamed Jonathan. We definitely shamed him into changing his first poopy diaper. I don't feel bad about that. No regrets. <laughs> okay, no, don't. He, he, th- he threw a tantrum about that, but um, I don't feel bad about that. But I'll find myself shaming him, like, in our own household. I'll be like, you're not reading books to her. You're not, you know, you're doing X, Y, Z. And then I'm thinking, but you're listening to music and walking around and showing her the lights in the house and you're singing to her and she's getting this 
other type of bonding time that I'm not controlling. So I need to let go of what I think you should be doing and just kind of let you have your own bonding and growth with her without me over here saying, we need cognitive time spent here. So Ty ended up getting shamed. Um, We were in New York. He was so mad. We were in New York and he doesn't get mad very easily. We were in New York and Radley was a newborn and he was fussing because I don't know, he just woke up or he was hungry. Who knows? He was just, he was a baby. Babies cry. So we were in a Froyo shop. I think I stepped outside to take a phone call or something and the baby was crying and this woman comes up to Ty and she's like, you need to calm your baby down. And she grabs the stroller handle and starts shaking the stroller. Shh, shh. And Ty was like, um, excuse me, and took the stroller. And we were like, you don't know this baby. Do you know his name? Tell me his name. And then you can tell me how to calm him down. And Ty was so offended by it because the insinuation there was like, oh, you're the dad. You don't actually know how to calm the baby down. And I really do. I'm a stranger mom and I know better than you. Yes. Yeah. And that is so offensive to assume that one of the, this kid's parents is incapable of knowing how to comfort their child is just rude. It's crazy. Has Adrian been shamed? I can't remember who it was, but I want to say that he's been shamed for dropping F-bombs around the kids. When you guys, you guys have what I think is actually a really interesting point of view on that, which is that kids are going to hear these words anyway. What they need to know is these are adult words and they're not allowed to use them. And I think that that is a parenting choice, but haven't you guys been like outwardly shamed for that? We've been shamed by everyone for that. I mean, between me working in reality television, which is sort of like the redheaded stepchild of TV, and Adrian working in comedy, the F-bomb is pretty much part of our vernacular on a daily basis. And I have to apologize to the other moms in my neighborhood because they hear it so frequently. That's uh-huh. horrible. My mother is, is literally dying under a blanket right now because that's just not how she raised me. I will say, in my defense, when I was young... We had this thing around the dinner table that we called bad word night. And we were allowed to say any one bad word that we wanted. It's like the purge. (laughs) It was. It was like the purge. We could say any one bad word. What we found was when my parents sort of opened up these gates and were like, you can say whatever word you want. What word do you want to say? We were all like, poop. (laughs) You know, we weren't saying like the big ones. And I, I now have this. I have this rule in my house. You're not allowed to tattle if someone's using a bad word. I don't want to hear you say asshole, sorry, or the F word or whatever. But like, I also don't want to hear you tattle about it. Don't use it around adults. Don't use it around me. Don't call anyone that. And definitely don't let me hear you say it. I don't know. There's only so much changing of my entire personality I can do to be a parent. We've also talked a little bit too about how your your tribe, your inner circle, right? has only your best interest at heart. So if I say something to you or if Corey says something to you, your response is very different than if it's someone that you barely know or haven't seen from since high school or yeah. don't know at all is, is commenting on your parenting. So there's also the, the level of what's Comfort. your motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We can shame John. No one else can. <laughs> I'm the same way. No 
No, that is so true. Because I feel that way with both of you guys and most of my close friends. Like if Jen says something to me about Corey or Corey says something to me about Jen, I know it's coming from a place. Of Wait, concern. have you been talking about me I'm behind my back? <laughs> Y'all don't. Don't. <laughs> no, I'm saying if it's within the circle, we know it's best intentions. And so that's where intent comes into play. I really think intent matters. Just like when the like when a grandmother, like our own mom is giving a piece of advice, it's really not to make us feel bad. Whether it does or not is on us. But that for the most part, like not always, not 100%, right? But for the most part, if you have if you have a really cool, loving, supportive mom, it's not coming from a bad place. It's just your mom giving your opinion, which she has license to do. Uh, hello. Well, my mom's favorite one was, it goes by in a flash, you'll miss it when it's gone, right? And in my own head, I'm like, I know I'm going to miss it. I know I'm going to love it. I know I'm going to yearn for these times back. But that doesn't help me right now, you know? Like, right now I'm feeling overwhelmed. I could not agree with that more, Jen. And that's one of the things that you hear so much, especially as a new parent. Like, until they're probably five, six, seven, right? You hear so many people go, I miss when my kids were that little. And I understand that now that I have a seven-year-old and then a toddler because there's just something so snuggly. And then when they get to be about six or seven, they're kids and they're sturdy and they're still snuggly, but in a different kind of way, not in that babyish way. So you hear that a lot up through that toddler time. And again, this is like just because of the nostalgia and it's really coming from a good place, but people will tell you like, appreciate them when they're little. It goes by so fast and you hear that so much. And to me, it was really stressful because that's the time when those days are going by so slowly and you're so tired and they're so hard. The days are slow. What is it? What do they say? The days are days short, are slow, long, but the years are short. That's right. The days oh. are long, the years are short. Have you ever had someone shame you and then in response, instead of getting defensive, actually gone like, oh, maybe I should. Yes. And I'll, I'll actually tell you, when we, when you and I lived in D.C., when, when I lived in Clarksburg, I had a friend who was very, very close to me. We had um, kids the exact same ages. She had twins and I had Mason within two weeks, right? And I'll never forget her saying that a friend of ours reached out to her about the time that we turned our kids forward facing in their car seats. And her friend said, I am not judging you, but I just want you to understand the reason behind people keeping their kids rear facing a little longer. Here's the science behind it. That has changed how I manage my children in car seats. And it was just like, listen, you may not know this. You may not be privy to what, you know, to internal decapitation and the horrible things that that, that come from being in an accident with your child facing forward at a young age, right? So her honest to God, good intention, and this was not someone I was close with, but her good intention really resonated with me because it was like, wow, you're just trying to help. You're just trying to share, you know, some knowledge that you have with us. And, and it was a, it was a good it was a good learning experience for me. I had I had a similar thing where I had Bash's straps in a certain place, yes. and it turned out to be fine. Right. But the picture that I had taken, like the angle, made them look a little bit different than they were. Um, but someone saying to me, like, those straps might be a little low or whatever it was, yeah. made me go, let me just refresh myself 
on where the straps are supposed to land on his shoulders. And I will say that I am more aware of that now. And the last time we needed to shift him, I was like right on it. Right. Um, and then we say stuff to Kayla too sometimes where we're like, hey, you yeah. want to do this? Or she might be getting a little hot. Um, yeah. Granted, that's within our little circle. But maybe, guys, maybe the moral of the story is like maybe we should just all eat organic kale and just have cloth diapers <laughs> and only use the wooden toys. The Sanctum Mommies are really just trying to help us, you guys. No. <sighs> I do think we should all think the best of each other. That's, that's honestly the moral of this episode for me is that – I think women, how could we ever ask men to hold us to the same expectation they have for other men in their lives if we're, if we're always sort of like chopping each other down and sort of, you know, not allowing space for each other to feel vulnerable? I, I don't know. We're, there's a reason we're doing this. And I feel like it's because we need to give other women grace and allow you know, for, for the assumption that everyone really has other people's best interest at heart. I think most people are not love their children. Most people love their children. Most people love and, their children. Most and maybe it's just a reminder to ourselves too, that, you know, you've never walked in those shoes. And if you're having a moment where you have an opinion, like maybe find a way to give it or share something that goes like, Am I being a sanctimony? Is there another way to do this? Is there an approach? Or have I fully thought this through? Have I thought through that there might be an extenuating circumstance? There might be a reason that a mother is behaving in a certain way or has a certain way of handling her child that I'm not aware. Like, let's try to look at another angle. And then, Jen, you kind of talked about this, and I love it. Like, I think a great way to end this episode is just like with a pay it forward message of, you know, you see a mom doing her best and just like acknowledge it. You know, your first impression might be to, to judge them or to say something negative, but like I have recently gone to this very like positive mindset of like, what are you doing right that I can compliment you on? It doesn't mean that I agree with everything that you're doing as a parent, but that that's neither here nor there. It's gosh, you're like an awesome, you know, force in your kids' lives, or you're amazing getting on the ground and playing with them, or you know, any number of things. But there's a there's a way to praise other moms and give them credit for being positive influences in their lives that is, it takes nothing away from you. I was walking, I don't remember where I was, but I had a baby on my hip and a kid's hand, you know, Rad's hand. And I was just walking and there was like a grandpa and he just goes like, you're killing it, mom. And I was like, Uh it just kind of like made my heart happy. And I didn't know him and he didn't know me, but he just saw me with my hands full and acknowledged that I was doing a good job. And I think those little things, I think we can all within our own circles and maybe a little outside, maybe it's like the mom who's got, you know, all the babies with her, like behind you at Starbucks, just like buy her a coffee. It's like just paying forward the good. To build each other up because how can we expect anyone else to put us on the same, you know, level playing field if we're not like, yeah compliment people, tell them they're doing great. Yeah. Take those moments because we're so much quicker to take a moment to judge or criticize, then we are to take a moment to compliment and lift up. And I think that's just, we're all busy and it's, you know, in some ways it's just a lot of, a lot of our default. But I think if we can like 
just try to find, you know, and it's not even about finding them. It doesn't have to be like, oh, wow, your, um, oh, fingernails look great. You know, it's like, <laughs> but when you see something happening, like acknowledge it, acknowledge it. I think that's a really that's powerful thing. Though. It's like, I look at these moms around me in my neighborhood and my community and I'm like, how can I compliment them? Even if I don't agree with what they're doing, how can I lift them up a little bit? And, and that's honestly, I think, the best advice I could give anyone is to make someone's day, you know, make them feel happy. So go make someone's day. I am going to, I think we should share ways that we can find to do that. Yes. Too. Uh, They're doing great. Yeah. Just take the moment. Um, Okay. Well, I don't think we've ever had a judgier episode guys. Never. (laughs) (laughs) so if you have stories please share them we're going to be sharing our listeners mom shaming stories this week so share your stories if you know a mom that you think would enjoy our episode tag her with the episode and tag us and we're going to reshare it and make sure you listen next week um, and come follow along if you want to uh, make sure we're doing a good job with our parenting (laughs) at hi my name is mom official on Instagram and Facebook hi my name is mom com is our website and h m n i whatever <laughs> on twitter thanks for listening guys your name is mom <laughs> <laughs>